Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. This is your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is my co-host, Nick Tosca. Welcome, Nick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, it's nice and sunny here in Florida, and uh, <laughs> I feel sorry for a lot of the country right now because as, as of this recording, it is very cold up north. Yeah, but here's the good thing. We're going we're gonna to kick off uh, and take on the uh, second part of uh, going through the book, The Case for IBC, Nelson's last uh, published work that I'm aware of. And uh, so we're going to get, we're going to just really dive right into it. Just as a reminder, if you want to pick up a copy of this book, uh, go to infinitebanking.org, go to the store, uh, get, get this book. It's a short read, but uh, it's got seven parts to it. We're going to, we're going to go through each part of this through our seven part series here. And so let's get into the second chapter, Jim. It says the perfect investment. And uh, sometimes we say investment and, and that can be uh such a misnomer, but uh, you've taught me a ton about uh, what this looks like, and Nelson has contributed a ton to that for me. So let's just go through and uh, discuss the attributes attributes of a perfect investment. Yeah, and when we think of investment, Nick, let's think of it in terms, you know, again, I don't mean to get off the book at all, but really, where do we put our money? Yeah, Where is the perfect place to store money? That's the yep. way we kind of want to look at it because the perfect investment is, um, you know, is uh, whatever is going to go up 600% in the next <laughs> year. Well, how do we yeah. guess? I mean, that's, that's gambling, right? We have no idea. So yeah. um, that would be the perfect investment. And then we'd get out at the very top and we know that that's not really what happens. But when the first thing that people look for or they think is the most important is high rate of return yeah which is which, which is subjective anyway but that's what people are always wanting right they want the most bang for their buck yep now here's the funny thing about that is what does rate of return really mean does that mean common annual or compound annual growth rate or does that mean who tells you what the what the rate of return is? <laughs> well, my bank account, my balance really is what it should be, but that's not the way most people look at that, right? Most people are sitting down with their money babysitter saying, Hey, what's what's this rate of return that I'm gonna get? What it should be, okay. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna uh, destroy Carlos's words here, <laughs> is high rate of growth. Yeah, of there you go. Health, right? Okay. Yeah. Second attribute. Consistent rate of return. So compounding, right? Like I, I listened to a great uh, podcast this weekend and the guy, he, he said it, he goes, Einstein said uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And then he laughed. He goes, actually, every time I say that on a, on, on a show or on Twitter, I get blasted with people saying, no, Einstein never said it. Who cares if he said it or not? It's a great quote. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's not what he said. What he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but, um, so think about consistent rate of return. And one of the things that I think about with that kind of reminds me of average versus actual Nick. And so let's just yeah. do a quick, uh, version of that is, um, all right. So let's say that I have a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And in the first year I gain a hundred percent. Okay. Now I have $200,000, right? 200,000. Okay. The second year I lose 100%. I'm sorry, 50%. And now I got a hundred thousand. The next year I gain a hundred percent again. Oh, I got 200,000. All right. And then the final and fourth year I lose 50%. I appreciate the Kentucky math going on here because I know that we have a hundred percent. That's hundred thousand dollars. Now, what's my rate of return? Oh man, I, zero in my brain, but I know that that's not the way people think about it. Zero growth, but I went up how much? Two hundred percent, and I went down only one hundred percent which means my average rate of return is 25% and I had no growth. Yeah. So consistent rate of return is average versus actual. It's not having this in the market, right? And yeah. you know, though that that line makes a lot of people nervous. And when do we get out and when do we get in? That all really has a, a major bearing on our our uh, our results. And we want growth right? Okay. What's yeah. number three, Nick? Oh, safe. That, that beautiful four letter word that we've been talking about. So what's the definition of an investment? Uh, let's see. That means there's a risk involved. Risk of losing all of our money. Yep. So that is the opposite of safe, but we would want it to be safe. Okay. Number four. <laughs> it's liquid because liquid. We, want, we want to be able to get our hands on it, right? Now, is a 401k or an IRA liquid? Not even sort of. No. Is the stock market, is it liquid? If, what if it's down and I really need the money? Yeah, well, it depends on what time of day you need it too. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> liquidity means that I control when I have use of my money, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's number five? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Now that's a word. Now I'll tell you what, if we had our securities <laughs> license, this would really be a problem word right now because <laughs> guaranteed is not something that they want you to use. Okay. But guaranteed. Hey, Jim, yes. when you, when you used to sit down with clients and you used to talk to them back in the day about what their, what their projections were in their good growth stock mutual fund over 30 years. Yeah. What was the one guarantee that you were you had to give them? That it wasn't going to look like what I was showing them. <laughs> that was the one guarantee. 100% risk of loss is what you said. 100% risk of loss. And I would say to them sometimes, Nick, if I lost you 10%, but the market went down 15%, would you fire me? <laughs> and, and by the way, if they said yes, then I didn't hire them because I was hiring them too. They didn't realize yeah. that, but... You know, I mean, if I do better than the market, you still fire me, then that's really not somebody I want as a client, <laughs> right? So, all right, what's number six? Tax benefits, you know, or in parentheses, tax-free. Tax-free. Tax-invisible, right? Like, tax we talk about that. 
invisible. You gotta like be writing word. fast and spelling hopefully correctly. Um, <laughs> so tax invisible. Now think about that for a second. Think about what happens in a 401k. You have all this money, it's growing. And at some point in time, you're gonna take it out. You're gonna pay taxes on it, but you have no idea what the tax is gonna be. You have no idea what the taxes are gonna be on this, you know, this perfect investment if it's not tax-free. Right. Tomorrow they could change the tax rate. Are you in control of that at all? Not even sort of. Not even sort of, right? So having something tax-free or tax invisible is, you know, there's there's a lot of good ones in here so far, but this one is hitting me right in the middle of the forehead like a baseball bat. <laughs> is, coming into tax season. That's right. And if it's not hitting you in the forehead like a baseball bat, it should be, okay? <laughs> What's number seven? No market volatility. No market volatility. What does that mean? Uh, it means I, 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 you know, I look at the stock market or the market in general as emotional, right? Like people don't act rationally. Logic always follows emotion um, for, for people. And so people sell and buy uh, maybe at times when it's not advantageous to me or it hurts me. It's got a negative impact on me. And so that's, that's how I look at that. I call that the greed fear cycle. Yeah. So I go. buy something because everybody's telling me it's going up. Yep. So I buy it high. It starts to go down and I think, oh my gosh, it's crashing. I'm going to lose all my money. I better sell. Yeah. Right. And so what happens? I buy high and sell low. Yeah. That's when the emotions get in, in the way. Right. Now, yep. what, what a stock market guy would tell you is buy and hold. Okay. And <laughs> Okay, the market has gone up, but you got to take that emotion out of it then. But if we didn't have market volatility, that would be better, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. What's number eight? All right, yields, yields income besides capital gain. Jim, I got to tell you, probably, you know, what am I, 44? So 35 years ago. My, my grandparents have always been in the real estate business. And I remember my grandmother, there must have been some capital gains loss change back in the early to mid 80s. Because I remember my grandmother being so salty about capital gains taxes changing. So now I get it. But now I know what that means now. What does that mean? Just means the taxes we're going to pay on the fruits of our labor, what we earned, what, what our investment earned, what taxes am I going to pay on that? But it also means rate of cash flow, right? Yeah. So the rate of cash flow, I mean, our property is appreciating in value or our asset is appreciating in value or our business, our franchise, whatever it is. But yeah. while it's appreciating in value, it's kicking off cash flow. So there we have go. a rate of cash flow, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. What's number nine? Creditor protected. What does that mean? Creditor uh, people like if you're in a bankruptcy, you got people that are creditors, they, they're going to get a, a piece of your flesh, <laughs> whether it's the IRS or, or, uh, you know, people that, that owe you money. Right. I mean, um, could be anybody. I mean, you could be in a car accident, and not have enough, uh, liability yeah. insurance or something like that. And they could come after you. Right. That's right. Yeah. Now, creditor protection with uh, insurance is state by state, and some states have great creditor protection, and other states have 
kind of poor. And you yeah. can probably guess the states, Nick. Now, we're not going to get political here, but you can probably guess some <laughs> of the states that aren't protecting people with money. Okay. Right. Number 10. Inflation protection. It's kind of similar to, to, to no market volatility. But just here's a, here's a data point for you. In, in 1932, $20 would buy you 482 gallons of gas. Right. right. In 2018, $22, $20 buys you seven gallons of gas. Right. <laughs> that, no, that's, that's a great point. Now, here's the funny thing about inflation protection, okay, is what things deflate in value? Oh. Cash. Because they're printing more cash every single day. So the dollars in our pocket, their value is going down every single day, right? Yep. yep. Um, what else? That, so, by the way, does that mean all the money that we have in the stock market, is it going down in value every single day? It is. If it, you know, depend, forget about the rate of return first. Is just the value of each dollar is going down every day. Yeah. So anywhere where you have cash, anywhere where you have instruments your value is going down right and and you got it locked up in a government program and that government program basically says we're in control of it because we're going to make you play by our rules okay so we're so we're recording this in uh, mid-february of 2021 just go back and look at what janet yellen said last week regarding what they're going to do to stave off inflation. They basically just said, guess what? We know it, double-digit inflation is coming, and we're not doing anything with interest rates until that happens. So just let that sink in a little bit. Absolutely. Now, what things keep up with inflation? Well, typically... Uh, rental income, you know, things that we services that where we can raise, raise our rates. I mean, look what FedEx and UPS and Amazon are doing, uh, raising, raising rates. They, they add, uh, uh, they, they get you, get you in a fuel surcharge, you know, tacked on to their shipping rates and whatnot. So those are great examples in my opinion of ways, you know, we can, we can follow their lead. Absolutely. So we want assets that are that can keep up with inflation and that protects us from inflation, right? Yeah. Um, and just like Nick said, if you owned a business, you could raise your prices. If you owned real estate and uh, uh, apartment complexes or uh, mobile home parks, you could increase your rents sure. to keep up with inflation. So you are protected, right, from it, uh, from inflation, or at least you got a chance. All right. Yeah. So uh, what's 11? Control control so who's got control of your money it's kind of related to to liquid being liquid right you know think about what does a bank want yeah, they, they they want uh control they That's want right. liquid you know they want the liquidity they want and they want use. the use of your dollars right right and then they want to build equity right yep. and um so control liquidity use and equity Whoever controls the money makes the money. What's number 12? It's transferable. Like we can transfer the ownership of this investment uh, easily and in a uh, advantageous way. Right. So 
Is your 401k transferable? Uh, not very well. No, right. Okay, let's turn the page. What's next? Uh, easy to manage. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily easy to manage when you have thousands and thousands of, of different funds you could put money into. Well, number one is who do you trust, right? I mean, um, yeah. is, is it Fidelity? Is it Charles Schwab? Is it Fisher Investments? And they're all saying, hey, I got a better club for you. I got a better, you know, they're not telling you how to use your money better. They're telling you that, hey, we're better than these other guys that you could hire. I'm the best money babysitter out there. You should hire me. Look at the suit I'm wearing. Look at how, look at my smile. Look how handsome or pretty I am. That's what they're telling you on this noise that you get from a commercial every yeah. day over and over and over until it's nauseating. All right. What's yeah. the next thing? No hidden fees or penalties. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. I mean, you can't hide fees. <laughs> I mean, that's Wall Street is built on that. There you go. Are you kidding? Investments, mutual funds, wrap accounts are built on that. You know, Nick, in the in the last uh, prospectus that I looked at, it took ten or eleven pages to explain all the fees. Jeez. Now, now remember, easy to manage what was, you know, uh, but no, no <laughs> hidden fees or penalties. Yeah. And I mean, if you got to, I'm just telling you, if we ever get into an investment and there's 10 pages to tell me what the fees are, we're out. We're because out. that's not, I mean, that, that, <laughs> why would you need 10 pages to tell me that? What it means is you're trying to hide it, right? So that's right. That's right. These. All right. And, or penalties. Okay. Go ahead. Reputable. Like what's been around for a long time? What's got a great track record? Track record of of doing things that we want it to do, not not of necessarily performance. So, but so what would be a good period of time? Maybe like a hundred years, two hundred I mean, years, three hundred yeah. plus years. I would say that's pretty reputable. It's kind of like the Bible. The Bible's been around, right, forever. And you could go to the Bible and it's reputable. Anything that the Bible tells you is 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 reputable. There's no, I mean, the Bible is not only reputable, it's it's indisputable. So the 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 you know, I was listening to the strangest secret over the weekend, and the thing that I love about the strangest secret is he goes back and says, oh yeah, that's in the Bible. Oh yeah, that's in the Bible. Yeah, all of this stuff is in the Bible. You know, it's God is telling us this is how we're supposed to live abundantly, right? Well, the other thing too, too Jim, is Nelson, he, he, he always says the government has never created something that didn't end up doing exactly the opposite of its uh, original intention. Well, so for me, they have a great, uh, not great, they have a reputation uh, of of doing doing that uh doing the opposite so it just yeah so the other thing is what it means is it's private what does that mean yeah. what did nelson say it's on the you and me level right there you go i like that and yeah. that means you're not getting a 1099 at the end of the year which that's not private that means that it's you me and the irs <laughs> you me in the irs level instead of the you and me level there you go anytime you get those three letters in you're gonna lose something most yep. of, you know, or a big chunk. Yep. So those are the 16 attributes. And if you think about it, Nick, what 
what they say in the book is, you know, you can go through and look and see, you know, what are what various asset classes have those things. You know, and 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 there's not that's when like it's it, this isn't really in the book, but it's it's kind of like where are we taxed? Are we taxed now? Are we taxed in the future? Are we never taxed? Do we have all of these things? And really the point that he's making in here is that doing infinite banking with a whole life insurance contract that's designed properly, yeah. they get all of these things. Yeah, and it's, it's important to remember IBC is a process, not a product. It just so happens that the most ideal platform is this very specifically designed life insurance contract, which checks the boxes of all that we just talked about. It is a phenomenal place to store our wealth and go do the process of infinite banking with. Absolutely. All right, Nick, so we're looking at these 16 attributes of the perfect investment and you know there's more to it in each one of these we probably could spend 15 minutes on each one of these uh and talk about how we've seen this impact right. somebody in a positive or negative way but this is pretty much much the heart of the chapter in yeah. my opinion anything else that you would add no no this is the last thing i would add is hey if you don't have this book go grab it because there's a lot of more great detail in this chapter uh, the 10 pages of this chapter, go to infinitebanking.org, pick up a copy of the case for IBC, uh, read it, reach out to us, go to uh, createtailwind.com, click on the contact us button and uh, schedule a time to talk with us, uh, to meet with us. And we'll be happy to dig into your questions uh, that you have from reading this book. All right. And, you know, um, please come back and join us. And uh, we're going to cover chapter three next episode and make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a favorable five star is there anything higher than five star no no kidding. it's the only appropriate it's the only appropriate rating that's right five star <laughs> rating uh if nothing else for our jokes have to be worth five stars don't they nick no. <laughs> my wife doesn't think i'm as funny as i think i am sometimes Likewise. Um, so until next time you got to break away this stuff that's what you know, all these things that this is stuff that the herd doesn't know. So let's break away. And until next time, I'm your host, Jim Oliver. Nick, thank you very much for joining us. I'll see you next time. Later. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.